All right, folks, so we started this series of teachings a few uh, months ago, a couple months ago. Um, uh, we're talking about prayer this entire fall, and, and we started in, what, mid-October, early October, uh, talking about the most common form of prayer, maybe one of the most common forms of prayer, which is asking God to meet our needs. And so we're going to end today, uh, before we jump into to John chapter 1 next week, uh, we're going to end the series with kind of maybe the other most common form of prayer, which is prayers of thanks and praise. Is that fair? Like we, we, when we think of prayer most commonly, we're like, hey God, we need something from you. And maybe related to God meeting that need. Other times it's just kind of a rote, God, thank you for giving us things. Um, and, and these are kind of the most common prayers that, that followers of Jesus would pray if we were to do a survey of the different kinds of prayers that we've talked about this fall. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 22. If you want to go to Luke 22, um, we're going to be there and jump around a little bit. Um, but Luke 22 is going to be kind of our, our anchor text today. And so for, for many folks, um, we're taught to thank God, maybe from a young age. Maybe, maybe if you didn't grow up in a Christian environment, there's still some form of, of formality around maybe the Thanksgiving table is the only time of year, but there's still some, hey, let's, let's pray. And so, you know, if you watch the movies, uh, Meet the Parents comes to mind where it's like, do we do this? Do we do this? I'm not exactly sure how to pray. What are, what are our hands supposed to do? Much less the words that come out of our mouths. But, but even for folks who aren't religious, there's kind of this traditional aspect of saying a generic thank you prayer, at least at Thanksgiving. Um, but the thanks and praise can become lost, even for those of us who pray regularly, and even for those of us who pray daily. Um, I, I shared with our DNA uh, a, a few weeks ago that for the longest time as a kid, uh, we were raised in a, in a church, my parents are here today, we were raised in a church that we said the Lord's Prayer um, every Sunday. And for the longest time, I thought God's name was Howard. Because the beginning of the Lord's Prayer in my, you know, preschool into early elementary mind was, Our Father who art in heaven, Howard be your name. And so God's name was Howard. And, and he's, it's not, I don't think, for the record. Um, but Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. For, for my very young mind was this misinterpreted, misunderstood phrase, and yet we would pray it every Sunday over and over and over. And I wonder if some of us look at the rich depth of prayers and, and do the same thing. Not as, not as silly as maybe calling God Howard, but, but do we say the same prayer over and over again? Do we know we're supposed to thank God? Do we sit down at a meal and say the same thing over and over again to the point where we're not actually filling the, the, the bucket of prayer with the depth of meaning that, that, that God deserves? Is it kind of a shell like that? Um, and, and so still, like at our, at our house, like we have to ask, guard against asking God for the same things at bedtime or mealtime or this kind of stuff. And as we were teaching our kids to pray, like we want to pray this kind of pattern thing, but, but where's the balance between praying the same thing? So, so we learn to ask God consistently for things versus kind of falling into this rote routine. Thank you, God, for things. It's, it's a tension that we face with any type of prayer, but, but I think especially as we think of prayers of, of thanks and praise. And so tonight, we're going to see this final way that Jesus prayed, and then really, we're just going to spend a whole lot of time in prayer together. And so this is going to be all of us together, grown-ups around the table, help kids. We're all just going to spend some time praying, praying out loud, looking back over the few weeks that we've been looking at ways Jesus prayed, and we're just going to pray together. Um, but first, 
I would love, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, but I would love to know if God has used these past few weeks as we've seen Jesus' own prayer habits. I'd love to know if God has shaped you in your own prayer during this last six or seven weeks. Anything that, that, that God has prompted in you, anything that God has, has reminded you of or shown you or taught you that was new for you, would just love to be able to celebrate God's work even through thinking about prayer in your own prayer life. So anything come to mind? What's God taught you over the past weeks? Invited you into? I think for me, I mentioned this last week, but if you weren't here, uh, we, we talked about Jesus' wrestling prayer um, just in the garden before Gethsemane. And, and uh, I'd known for a while, even coming into planning this, this series of teachings out, that we wanted to look at like God the Father does not answer God the Son's prayer in the way that Jesus asks him to. And so there's a lot there that we can glean from in our own wrestling with God's. But, but one of the things that was new for me that just really stuck out is the, that God didn't take the cup away from Jesus, God the Son. And yet the very next verse he says, but he sent an angel to strengthen him. And so rather than just saying no sometimes, I feel like God always says no, but. Because there's something better than what you're asking here for, for my kingdom, for your good. Um, and that just really was impactful, that God didn't say no. He said no, and yet did something, gave Jesus what he actually needed in that moment. Anything else? Stand out over the last few weeks? Inform your prayers? All right, then shifting a little bit, kids, what holiday did you celebrate this past week? You don't have to raise your hand. We're not in school. Does everybody shout it out? What holiday? Thanksgiving. Do you know why we celebrate Thanksgiving? Do you know why? It's a day of thanks. That's right. So kiddos, what are some things that you are commonly thankful for? Have you had to answer this question like a dozen times this week? What are some things you're thankful for? Piper's hand was up first. For all of the food. I am too until about an hour after dinner. Yes, ma'am. Candy. Also that. Yes. Family. Oh, Bill. Water. Awesome. Kate. <laughs> All right. And then everything else? And then toys. Okay, great. Yes, ma'am. Candy. All right, a lot of... Raise your hand if you're thankful for candy in this room, grown-ups or kids alike. Ooh, surprisingly, shockingly few adults. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Trev. What's something you were thankful for? I'm thankful for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Make me proud, kid. <laughs> Paint him a dollar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, sure. God's blessings. Very nice. Adults, grown-ups, what are some things you're thankful for that you thought of this week? Yeah. Yeah, thankful for a regathering moment. Sure. What else? Just grown-ups now. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Being thankful for friends who treat us like family. Yeah, friends who treat us like family. It's good. Anything else? Just grown-ups. <laughs> Health. Health. Yeah. All right. Harder question. This is for grown-ups and kiddos. Does anybody know anything that the Bible tells us that Jesus was thankful for? You know what Jesus was thankful for? All right. For us? Yeah, God is thankful. Yeah. For us, he's thankful for 
for everything that you said, including candy. I don't think it's in there, but you know what? I'll bet Jesus snuck a sweet every now and then, okay? Um, grown-ups, anything, anything come to mind? You ever wondered? You paid attention to things that Jesus overtly attributes thanks for? That God hears him. That's one of them. Yep. I thank you, Father, that you've heard me. And it's really interesting. He says, I know you always hear me, and yet I'm saying this out loud so that others know that you hear me and that we are one. So I thank you that you hear me. There's some comfort in that prayer for us, right? God, thank you that you hear us. Anybody know anything else Jesus was thankful for? Mm-hmm. Yep, he gives thanks. He gives thanks before meals a lot. He gives thanks before meals that, that God provides. Um, a couple times, in, in both Matthew and Mark, Jesus says, I thank you, Father, that you hide these things from grown-ups and reveal them to kids. That's a, that's a ponderous one for us, right? Uh, John, uh, God, uh, Jesus thanks the Father that, that he raised Lazarus from the dead. And then tonight we come to this other uh, meal where Jesus introduces the theme of Thanksgiving. So Luke 22, starting in verse 14, here's what Luke writes. When the hour had come, Jesus reclined at table and the apostles were with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then he took his cup, and when he had what? Given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had what? Given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then the cup after they had eaten, he did the same, saying, This cup is poured out for you and is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me at the table, for the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to the man by whom he was betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them was going to do this. All right, so, so here's, here's something to, to pay attention to in the things that Jesus prays. It is, it is God who reveals God's self. When he says, God, I thank you that you reveal yourself not to the grown-ups but to the kids, I think it's still God who reveals himself. It's God who gives and sustains life. And so in raising Lazarus from the dead, Jesus is thanking God the Father for doing what only God the Father can do. It's, it's God who provides for all of the, the needs, the physical feeding of the 5,000. But through all the different thanks and praise, Jesus' death and his resurrection is the culmination of all of God's promises. Here, the, the, the reason I chose for us to, to, to dwell on these verses is because Jesus is thanking God in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup for a meal, but also for so much more than a meal. Jesus is thanking God for the, for the fulfillment of his promises. God's revelation, life, provision, are all found most fully in Jesus. And so we started this series saying that our greatest need is more of God. Our greatest need is more of his kingdom. Our greatest need is more spirit-ledness. And Jesus is the fulfillment of all of these things. And y'all, grown-ups, kiddos, this impacts the way we think about thanks and praise. Most often we thank God for giving us things we want, like 
candy or food, for God giving us good things. But if getting more of Jesus and if a deepening relationship and deeper dependence on Jesus and if if becoming more like Jesus and learning to see and live through the lens of the kingdom of God, if, if those are our greatest needs, then then and only then can we, can we understand what Paul writes, for example, which is in 1 Thessalonians, which is going to be on the screen, I think. Is my screen person over there? Um, <laughs> Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 16, he says, to give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Paul doesn't just say that he prays and doesn't just commend us to pray when God gives us things we want, when God gives us the proverbial candy and food in the world, when are we to give thanks? In all circumstances. Guess what circumstances all circumstances include? All of them. All of them. Because if more of Jesus is our highest goal, then we thank God when we find Jesus with us on the highest of mountains, on the best days of our lives. Because whatever else is going on, it's not as good as he is. But if more of Jesus is our goal, then we can also thank God when he meets us and comforts us and raises our eyes to see him as better when we're in our lowest valleys of the shadows of death and on the worst day of our life. So we can praise God at all times. When Paul even says that here, rejoice always. We can praise God no matter what we face in a given day, in a given situation. How? I think the middle, pray, the middle phrase between rejoice always and give thanks in all circumstances helps us. How is it that we can learn how to rejoice always and give thanks? It's by praying continually. Why? Because prayer keeps our focus where our focus is rightly aimed. Prayer keeps us looking at God's answers. Prayer keeps us looking for more of Jesus, more of the kingdom of God, and more of the Spirit. So there's going to be another verse on the screen here in a sec that Paul writes to his friends at Philippi. He says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. And in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and the secret of hunger. I'm sorry, the face, facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. How? Because Paul's goal is to find more of Christ, more of the kingdom of God, more of the spirit. Does this make sense? Let's contrast to what we commonly see even posted on Instagram feeds or this kind of stuff of things that people are thankful for. There's this, there's this often, gotten, often forgotten reality of thanks and praise, which is looking back and actually giving God thanks and praise for whatever he's doing in any circumstance. Even at Thanksgiving, I've got one more verse. It's about to pop up there. Even at Thanksgiving, there's a difference between feeling like generally thankful and actually giving thanks and praise to God. 
Jesus' own half-brother James reminds us that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow. Where does every good gift come from? There's only one source. That's right, Piper. It comes from God. There's only one source for every good thing. However God chooses to route it, that's up to God. But where does it come from? It comes from God. And for every good thing, salt and light, every good thing we have, every good thing we think, every good thing we do, every good thing we receive, who deserves the thanks and praise? It's, it's the obvious answer, but do we actually press into that and give God our due, his due thanks and praise? On the other hand, he is the father of lights. There's no shadow. So, so whatever he gives is good. What, whatever he gives is full of light. And that's true whether we receive it as something we like or whether we receive it as something we don't. So Thanksgiving and every day, God deserves our thanks and praise. For any fruit in our lives, God deserves thanks and praise. For any restored relationships, God deserves thanks and praise. For growing us, even if he grows us through hard times, God deserves thanks and praise. For sustaining us in suffering, God deserves thanks and praise. For unexpected blessings, God deserves thanks and praise. Even for the things that, that a couple of us shared about how God shaped us this fall. Thanks and praise is rightly directed to God. But we often forget to look back and give credit. And so bottom line for today is that in all these different forms of prayer that we've seen over these past seven weeks, for all the different ways we saw Jesus pray, God meets us in our prayers. He gives us more of himself. He gives us more of his kingdom. He gives us more of his spirit. And so in all of these things, guess what? God deserves our thanks and our praise, not just for giving us things that we want, but also when we get things that we pray for, we, we ought rightly to look back and give him thanks and praise. And so instead of teaching anymore, I want to close this, this journey through Jesus's prayer habits by practicing that. We're going to practice together just prayers of thanks and praise, but we're going to do so by looking back at some of the different forms of prayer that we've seen this fall. Okay, we're going to look back at some of the different ways that we've seen Jesus pray. And we're going to, I'm going to give time for, for us to just share out loud. Um, we're, we're, we're a group the size of which we can just, if we're willing to, uh, feel free to engage kiddos and, and ask them and talk about this. But let's just share out loud as if we're one big family today. And, and we get to celebrate and be encouraged by the ways that God has answered prayers in other people's lives, not just in our own lives. But let's look back at the, the, the past few weeks, the themes that we've walked through this fall, and, and remember some of the ways that God answers. And let's just share those things out loud. And we can all say, thanks be to God, because um, that is a prayer of thanks and praise. Thanks be to God. Praise you, our Father. So the first thing that we talked about back on, what, October 3rd, October 10th, something like that, um, was, was looking at the Lord's Prayer where, where, where Jesus prays, our Father in heaven, not Howard be your name, but hallowed, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. What are some things that you've prayed for? What are some needs that you've asked God to meet? 
that God has met and met in part by giving you more of himself and more of his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Can we talk about this at our, at our tables a little bit? Remind kids of this, and then we can share some of these things. Let's do that for the next few minutes, okay? All right, you can keep talking at your table, but what are some things that God has, some needs that God has met that we can thank God for? Grown-ups, kids alike. You willing to share out loud? Yeah. Yeah, so a job in general and one that fits you. And so we can all say, thanks be to God. Let's do it. Thanks be to God. Yeah, thanks. What else? What's something else? A need that God has met. All right, strength in a hard time. Um, Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Nice. In addition to the one you're sitting with, or is this a, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a new community that you love and adore and get to share needs with, and we can all say, thanks be to God. Yeah. So we can go on and on with this, but then the, the second theme that we prayed, and this, again, this is what we're doing for the rest of our night, so get ready to share something this evening. Um, but the second uh, thing that we pray, the second uh, thing that we're going to look back and, and give God thanks and praise for is kingdom empowerment. Um, and so we saw Jesus pray at his baptism, um, and, and the, the Spirit descended, and then he went off into uh, the wilderness, and God sustained him for his mission and ministry. So what are things that you have prayed before? And again, whether it's this past seven or eight weeks or before that, what are some ways that you've prayed for God to give you power for mission and ministry, or maybe even for God to give you strength in a certain situation, or even admit that you can't, but God can? How's God grown your dependence on him? Let's talk about that, and then we can share ways that we can give thanks and praise to God for answered prayers in those. All right, it seemed like it was easier for everyone to share more around your table, so gave a little more time for that. But yeah, anything that, that we can all celebrate together, that God's given us strength or power for? Awesome. So opportunities. Sorry, I didn't repeat Sarah a minute ago. People over along along the routes, the ten minutes over the year has has added up in some really sweet ways. So and then Kathy said, just d- unexpected depth of conversations with folks that she's getting to coach, and we can say thanks be to God. So thanks be to God. Any others? One more? Yes, sir. Yeah. Whenever we're kind and loving, a little chat at our table. Is it natural for us to be kind and loving to anyone around us? Sometimes, maybe occasionally, is it natural for us to be kind and loving to everyone around us? So whenever we're kind and loving, who gets the thanks and praise for that? It's God working in our hearts. So we can all say, thanks be to God. All right, and another screen is going to come up here. Another slide is going to come up. We pray. We talked about praying for the world around us, and so especially the non-believers in the world around us. So are there prayers that you've prayed as you look back for non-believing neighbors and friends and family or for other nations or for leaders or for justice or for cultural issues? And, and we can thank and praise God for answering those. Let's talk about those for a minute and share them. Actually, let's just do this one out loud all together. So... Any prayers that you've prayed for non-believers, for friends, for family, for cultural issues and justice that you've seen God answer? Yeah, a softening of hearts for, for folks who are far from God. Has anyone else seen some of that? 
Okay. Yeah, so a few of us have. So thanks be to God for softening hearts. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to see some of you got to see some of that. That God's increased some depth in relationship and knownness. I think it's one of the biggest things across our culture right now is people still feel like they don't know what to but how to interact with one another. Um, and the fact that God can break through that. So thanks be to God. So I'll say it. Thanks be to God. One more? Anything else? It is always sweet. I think we can generalize this a little bit. I know we'll get to hear from the Lloyds when they're back this next month, but, but whenever we have friends working in overseas places to get to hear stories of uh, God producing fruit through, through their work um, and, and seeing people in other nations and seeing f- the fruit of sometimes years and, and, and years of labor um, break through and light shine into those dark places, just like Danielle read a little bit ago. So I think we can probably all think of, if we have friends in, in harder places, we can all think of, of various stories of those. So as a generality, thanks be to God. All right, so after we talked about praying for our world, and again, feel free to engage kids in this. Um, kids can participate in this as we think about praying, especially for this next one. Um, what we're going to talk, we, we talked about praying for fellow Christians. And so what are some things that you have prayed for your sisters and brothers in Christ? What are some things that you've, you've prayed for your community around us, maybe even for Christians, uh, missionaries on, on other parts of, of, of the world? What are some things that you've prayed in the past that you've seen God answer? So let's go back to the table, share around a little bit. What are some things that you've prayed for your sisters and brothers in Christ that you've seen God say yes to? All right, anything come to mind? Anything you've prayed for other followers of Jesus that you've seen God answer? We talked about some healing at our table. So we can say thanks be to God for healing. What else? For the new job we celebrated earlier, that was a, a prayer for, yeah, absolutely, not just, yeah. So thank you, God, for, for provision of new jobs. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. What else? One thing that's been encouraging for, for me, and I think for Tatum's and Jess, as we've talked about, this past few months even, last few weeks, is hearing and, and even seeing some pictures and that kind of stuff of folks spending time actually in, in prayer. And so one of our prayers has been that, that through these few, few Sundays and few DNA conversations just with this focus that God would increasingly make us into a praying church. And we've gotten to see some glimpses of that, that, that God's grown us in dependence. Um, and so I just want to say on behalf of our church family, thanks be to God. Let's do this next one all together again. So we've, we've talked about uh, on the next slide, last two weeks ago, we talked about uh, prayers for direction. Um, and we've kind of uh, have, have, have some of these overlap, obviously, but, but what are some ways that you've sought God's leading, sought God's direction? We saw Jesus go pray before his choosing of his disciples. Um, and so what are some ways that we have sought God's leading and direction? 
or, 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 or just sat and, and been patient even. Anything come to mind? Let's do this all together. Anything you've prayed for direction for that you can look back and say, God, thank you for leading me in that. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our family's starting a new nonprofit organization, so we spent a lot of the last few months praying for that. So Charlotte's saying for the equipping group. So if you'll join me on behalf of my family, thanks be to God. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, praying for school decisions, where to go, where to send. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for answering that. Yeah, so just sitting with God and being patient and entrusting things to Him. Thanks be to God. Yeah, making us aware that we never walk alone. I think we can all say with gusto, thanks be to God, that we never have to walk alone. I'm not going to ask you to share this last one, but I'd love for you to think for a few minutes. The, the final form of prayer that we talked about last week was uh, wrestling with God. What are, what are some things that we've asked God to change, um, either in us, which, which is in some ways repentance, or outside of us, which is lament. Um, how has God met you in various forms of wrestling? Uh, I'm just going to ask you to sit with that one. Uh, if you want to share out loud, you're welcome to, but I just want to take the pressure off for this one because this is the hardest form of prayer, maybe, and the one that is, that is least talked about. Um, so let's just sit with this one for a minute. And if you're willing to share it out loud, go ahead and just shout it out. We can say thanks be to God. Yeah, yeah, so for answering... For answering hard prayers differently. And, and I'm going to add, Rebecca, for even using you guys as part of that answer. So thanks be to God. All right, so since that was more of just to kind of sit and dwell with it, I just want to end our last kind of piece of this. It just says, is there anything else that, that kind of maybe not, doesn't fit in one of those things, but just looking back over life, that's just been kind of a more general, God, thank you for this. God, I praise you for this. And we can share out loud and, and celebrate and thank God for. Grown-ups or kids, anything that you're thankful for that you didn't share earlier? Thank you, thankful for the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus. And we can all say, thanks be to God. Absolutely. Anything else? And you've talked about how much it's grown your dependence and not being able to do some of the stuff that you have been. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. Anything else we can thank God for? One more. It's a noisy noisy holiday evening, and yet we've just spent 25-ish minutes looking back on things that God has done, and, and maybe God has brought us into remembering something that we hadn't thought about in a long time, or hearing something from someone else that sparked something. And so we get to, we get to say thanks be to God 
for so many things that we forget about. We get to say thanks be to God for things in other people's lives, things in our lives, things that we don't understand. We get to say thanks be to God. And, and even just taking a moment and, and looking back, which is what, you know, culturally uh, happened across the U.S. this week. Um, and yet God doesn't always get the thanks and praise. And so for us to look back and in this teaching series, just by saying thanks be to God over and over and over again is a reminder for us of, of where all things truly come from. So, and if you'll grab your communion cups, uh, we said this already, but we'll say it again. Jesus is the fullest Jesus is the fullest fulfillment of everything that we've prayed for. So, so think about this. All other provision, all other healing, all other rest, all other everything is just a temporary version of a truer and eternal version of what's coming. And so Jesus, thinking back over these past few weeks, Jesus is the, the, the true answer to every single need that we have. Jesus is the, the full embodiment of God's power and the one who sent the Spirit to empower us. And Jesus is the, the Savior of the world that He created and is restoring and will one day reign. Jesus is the head of His church and the source of any goodness and any growth that He provides in all of His followers. Jesus is the only human who never had to confess sin and is the only human who guarantees God's forgiveness of our sin, and Jesus alone perfectly follows God's will even when he wrestled with it because he perfectly trusted God's will and way and answers over his own. And so it's, it's in Christ, and it's because of Christ, and it's through Christ that we can truly give God all thanks and praise. Amen? And so this scene where Jesus is offering thanks and praise that we saw tonight is the night that he gave himself up to die, to be the seal and the guarantee of all of God's promises. And then a few days he would rise from the dead to usher in a new kingdom reality and promise us new life now and forever. And so that's how we're going to end our night of giving thanks is by taking the bread and the wine. And so here's how Jesus said it again. Luke 22 verse 19, he took the bread and we had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take an eat. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. And a few verses later, the cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink in remembrance of me. To you, our God and Father, to you, Lord Jesus, to you, Holy Spirit, be all thanks and praise and glory in heaven and on earth, now and forevermore. Amen.